With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome. But with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you are not alone. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com.
right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Rick Robinson. I'm one half of the crew. You are listening to the Juxtaposition Show right here live on KLRN Radio, America's Podcast Network. The other half of the crew is the Amish one. Good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening. I am fantastic. How was your Christmas? It was it was awesome. Uh, lots of family came over. We did the family thing. We played a version of Dirty Santa, which was fun. Everybody was laughing by the end of it. I got like a $5 Brahms gift card and some candy. So yay, ice cream money for me. Um, and uh, so, and and my son actually smoked meat and it was amazing. Cause, cause, cause he, How do you get into the pipe? Yeah, well, you know, lots of jumping up and down. Anyway, <laughs> so, so something occurred to me. So it's the last Friday of December. It's the last Friday of 2019. And it's also the last Friday of the decade. Do you realize in a few days it's going to be the 20s again? That's fantastic because, you know, the the 20s, the, the last time the 20s rolled around was filled with loose moral women and a lot of partying. So I'm okay with that. I figured you would be. Uh, all right. So, um, again, you know, just... I hope that everybody had a great holiday season. Sorry, I honestly, I was talking about this with Ordy when I realized I didn't have half the levers set right while we were playing the commercials. I was like, I feel like I haven't done this in like 20 years and it's only been a few days. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, so we have lots of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, We actually uh, decided we were going to talk about George Patton, something that I didn't know was apparently there is theory that he didn't die of natural causes until I started doing some research and then I figured out Bill O'Reilly, yeah that Bill O'Reilly actually apparently read, wrote a book about this that I never heard of. Kind of weird. I, yeah, thought, I, I thought I knew it, about all of his books. Yeah, it was. I was today years old when I found out that Bill O'Reilly wrote a book about killing Patton as part of his killing series. And you know, I had always known that Patton had, I'd heard that Patton had died in an auto accident in Europe, after, you know, in nineteen in December nineteen forty five, and this one was actually brought to our attention from Jess. She hit me with it, and I didn't know that there was any conspiracy about it at all, much less that there have been books written on it. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, and then there was a another really thick book that when I was doing the researching, I was like, oh, I'll look at some excer- excerpts from it. The excerpts was 200 pages in themselves. So I was like, okay, uh, I'll, I'll condense down my research <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, no, it's a fascinating topic. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, me being the history buff, I knew a little bit about Patton and, and, and his death and that it was uh, revolving around what appeared to be a car accident. But apparently... It's it's funny though that this comes up because with all with as much as the Russians have been back in the news, apparently it was the Russians that may or may not have uh, suicided Mister General Patton, um, but not suicide. It's the original Arkansas. <laughs> no, they are definitely in play on this one, and you know as the story unfolds, it's it's really yeah. I mean, it's like. The first three attempts didn't get Patton, and it was finally the Russians that did, in theory. So, but you know, we'll that, that'll we'll get into that for sure. But yeah, that's um, I was just absolutely stunned. The more research I did, because I always thought, you know, old blood and guts Patton dying in a car accident after the war, what an ignoble end to such an amazing general. And you know, it's kind of like anticlimactic. It's kind of like you know the Henry Blake going down in the you know, in the Sea of Japan, at the you know, at the end when they changed colonels and mash, it was a hell of a thing when Henry Blake died. But um, yeah, so yeah, it took me a second to realize who you were talking about, and I was like, wait a minute, mash. Okay, got it now. <laughs> yeah, here I am bringing everybody down again with the death of Colonel Blake. I know, right? Could be worse. At least it wasn't Colonel Potter. I am the <laughs> horse huck. What what we used to say horse horse apples anyway. <laughs> it's funny actually. I was watching a, a mash marathon on TV Land during Christmas, and then went over to Barney Fife. I don't know something about turning on those old shows on Christmas makes me really really happy. I'm just probably weird, 
but that's okay. It's all part, it's all part of our nostalgia, you know? Yeah, you probably have I a mean, point there. I grew up watching Gilligan's Island and MASH and everything. You know, was, once cable TV came around and um, TBS started, it was all MASH and, you know, I Love Lucy and the Munsters and Adam's Family. And, anyway. <laughs> yeah, careful. We're going to start getting hate mail about going astray. Right, too far astray. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so, there's so many things to talk about with this. Where do you, where do you want to start? Uh, let, let's, you know, well, let me bring up my notes. I mean, let's start at the beginning. I mean, let's start with the official story. In that the official story is that on his last day in Europe, he was going back to resign his commission. Him and his friend General Gay went out to go pheasant hunting in Germany. And as they were returning down an obscure dirt road, some other soldiers stole a deuce and a half from a motor pool and were out on a joyride and hit his Cadillac, his Cadillac limousine. And he died from complications from the injuries. He was paralyzed in the accident and later died in the hospital. And that is your official story. Yeah, I mean, that's the official cleaned up version, but there's all kinds of, I mean, the thing about it is there's so many different versions of events that that's actually why I spent most of my research this evening was kind of trying to parse through the different versions of events because there was all kinds of different takes on how this happened, why it happened, who did it, why they did it. I'm just crazy. Yeah, the story, this really came to light in the late 90s when a gentleman named Douglas Vazada um, came forward, and he was an American war hero during World War II. He was in the Marine Corps. He was the heavy boxing champion from the Marine Corps from 1935 to 1941, and he was then assigned to the OSS Operation Jedberg. Now, these guys were like the Navy SEALs of the time. And what his he was parachuted behind enemy lines, to help organize the resistance in France in the lead up to D-Day, and in that, in in his tour in Europe, he earned four Purple Hearts, the Distinguished Service Cross, and the Corps de Guerre, the French Corps de Guerre, three times. And it, he came out in the late nineties, kind of with a little bit of regret, and he was talking about a high level general that he was tasked with eliminating. And it turned out, as people were researching it, that it was General Patton. Yeah, it's it's funny that you bring that up because I was looking over some of the cliff notes that I had. Um, There was – so an ex-Special Ops World War II spy named Douglas Bezata confessed that he was ordered to kill Patton and make it look like an accident. Yeah, the story is – yeah, and that's the important part was to make it look like an accident. Now, he he was ordered to do this – by General Wild Bill Donovan, who was the head of the OSS at the time. If you don't know what the OSS was, they were the precursor to the CIA. And uh, he was tasked to silence Patton, but nobody knows where um, Wild Bill Donovan's orders came from. Uh, There's a theory about that. Um, We can't – this is not confirmed. But one of the rumors was Eisenhower considered Patton a liability and a public relations nightmare because apparently he slapped a shell, shell sock soldier in a hospital and called him a coward yeah. in front of like a bunch of yeah. people. Yeah, so. Patton was becoming a loose cannon towards the end of the war, and it was why he was regaled down to being in command of the 15th Army, which was basically a unit of historians who were given military ranks so that way they could document the final days of the war and get as much on-hand information as they could. Um, but yeah, uh, MacArthur and and Eisenhower, Eisenhower, they think, never would have been president if Patton had lived because he had dirt on all the German generals. He had dirt on everybody. But he was really pissed off, too, because he was held back. His third army was held back, and his petrol reserves were given to Montgomery so Montgomery could advance. And he believed that this eventually led to the Battle of the Bulge, that if he was allowed to advance, he would have been in Berlin in 1943. So the question is, is is he right? <laughs> well, and, yeah, I mean, that's, that's important. I mean, how many more people died? Because – a lot of this was to placate Stalin, and there are also rumors that Donovan 
with the uh, OSS. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I was really good friends with Stalin in their efforts into fighting Germany. And that's another reason why Patton was held back was that Berlin was promised to Stalin by the OSS. Eh, it wouldn't surprise me. But the, but the one that actually killed Patton, there were two previous attempts on his life. The first one was he was driving through a small village in his general's Jeep in the back seat, and they had attempted to kill him by garroting him. The plan was to drop a cable across the road and attempt to take his head off. But in a true kind of like uh, Inspector Clouseau uh, Pink Panther thing, at the crucial moment, he dropped his cigar. When he bent down to pick it up, he felt the cable whiz over his helmet. And then in the second time was he was in a Piper Cub doing reconnaissance. His, him and his pilot, he and his pilot were doing reconnaissance flights over Poland and someone stole a Polish Spitfire and went up and tried to shoot him down. But his pilot was better than the Spitfire's pilot, and he was able to evade and get away. Dude, this just seems like something you'd read in a spy movie or a spy novel or see in a movie or something. It just seems kind of weird. It really is. It, it's it, – it, I mean, it's kind of like the kind of thing is what they would make a Hollywood movie. In fact, they actually did in doing the research today. I had to dissect it from a Warner Brothers movie where Patton was assassinated in order to steal two hundred thirty dollar two hundred thirty million dollars worth of Nazi gold. So I had to kind of get away from that to try and find out. Okay, are they talking about the movie or are they actually talking about Patton's assassination? So. But yeah, no, it's a total spy movie. It really is. I mean, there's just there's so many different little twists and turns, and that's kind of the different things that that I was looking at uh, that I grabbed the, the 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 notes over, like the the ties between the OSS and Stalin, and the fact that somebody in the OSS actually is uh, is rumored to have basically given the order to to murder. A, city, a, a, a general, to me, that just seems really crazy. And you'd mentioned, you know, Patton getting the Third Army and it was supposed to be some sort of a demotion. Um, interestingly enough, those demoted folks were the ones that were actually, or the, the people that were supposed to be the, the worst of the worst or a bunch of historians, if, at least if I'm reading this right, unless I'm misunderstanding something, uh, they were the ones that were credited with successfully driving the Nazis out of France. Yeah, and, yeah, and there's you know some good uh, um, evidence to back that up too, is that whenever the historians were going in, the, the Nazis were running because it's, they, they kind of knew that, you know, it, it was the sign that you are you have lost so bad that we're not even sending troops in. We're sending in historians. And so it would just cause them to flee or surrender in front of the 15th Army. So so it was the original Gulf War One. Yeah. We yeah, or the, uh, we surrender. I'm trying to think. There's a movie reference where they did that, too. Was it uh, – I'm trying to think of the movie that I think it had um, George Clooney in it. When there were the historians, anyway, uh, I, it was a late night movie. But yeah, it was kind of like, it was a Clooney movie about that too, where the Nazis were surrendering to actual historians. So I don't, I, I think I remember the movie you're talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. I think one of the most interesting things is since um, Bazata's confession, there's actually um, been a, thank you, thank you, Ron. The, the name of the movie was Monument Men. There we go. Um, I think one of the most interesting things that, that I saw uh, today when I started researching this was after Bazata made the confession about being ordered to kill Patton and make it look like an accident, there were apparently a number of independent source, sources with a lot of circumstantial evidence that came forward to corroborate a lot of his story, yet 
the untimely death of General Patton still is considered a mystery. Well, it all all the archives of the acts are all the documents of the accident are missing from the National Archives. All references to the accident <clears throat> are gone. Um, this was treated as just another accident, another car crash. It, it, it was reported as just a car crash. There was no no severity placed on it whatsoever at the time. <clears throat> but things like the truck driver the, um, was immediately whisked away to England and was never seen again. Never stood trial, never – his records were gone. And they were all supposed to be drunk, which would have resulted in a court-martial anyway, not so much that you just paralyzed a four-star general and hero of the war. You're drunk, <laughs> so, you know. So um, a lot of questions around this. Yeah, I mean, just so many. I, it's just reading through the description of the drive. I mean, it's like, and uh, Jess actually posted an excerpt of that. I think it's actually from the stuff that I'm reading right now. Oddly enough, um, and it was talking about <laughs> during the drive when his uh, chief of staff, Major General Hobart Gay, had invited him to, to go on a pheasant hunting trip. Um, they were driving through city streets, and he was observing all the derelict cars, and he basically said how awful. Uh, war is think of the waste, and then that that was a few seconds later. Apparently, the army truck uh, he collided with the American army truck at low speed. It just I I don't know. All of this just seems really I don't know, just wrong. But you know, the thing about this is we act surprised by this. But you know, and we've talked about some of this other stuff before. It's not like our government hasn't done shady things over the last. Uh, forever, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, that's that's like. I mean, a, this, uh, let's talk about the meme. America is the only country that will cross a frozen river in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve to murder a jump, murder a bunch of German mess, mercenaries on Christmas Day. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, this we we were founded on this. So, yeah, no. I mean, we basically founded the idea of guerrilla warfare. Um, actually, it's funny because uh, Loftus had a bit about that as well in the War of 1812 when, you know, <laughs> Britain decided they hadn't had enough. Um, and basically, they ch and he makes a whole bit of it. I'm not going to turn it into the accents, but it's, it's funny. You can actually find it on YouTube. But at the end of it, basically, they're throwing down the gauntlet, so to speak, and saying that, you know, we're going to follow... We're going to do things the gentlemanly way, blah, 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 blah. And then as soon as they leave, everybody's like, F that, we're going to kill him in the middle of the night. Let's wait till he goes to sleep. And that's basically what we did. I mean, so the idea that we won't do shady things if we think it's going to accomplish what we want um, is really just kind of dumb. Because, let's face it, not much has changed between the OSS and the CIA. Um, anybody remember the CIA and... Uh, and during the Reagan years and how they were involved in crack cocaine and about a million other things that nobody talks about. And we did a show on MK Ultra that was a CIA thing. And yeah. So, I mean, it's not like this is anything new. I, I think the reason it, it, it's probably a little more disturbing is Patton's probably one of the most prominent figures that we now are starting to figure out may have been murdered by the precursor to the CIA. And yet we're surprised that there's an entire group in our government currently trying to spy on every single one of us well and it's more it's disturbing too is because you know Patton, for all intents and purposes is an american hero and he was an american hero at the time too and he, he i mean the light was shining on him and he was very loud and very big and for them to take him out like that i mean that's like if you wanted to put it it would be like when Hydra took over S.H.I.E.L.D. and tried to kill Captain America. And the analogy is there, too, because parts of the story is that the OSS was infiltrated by the NK – or the NV – I'm drawing a blank on the actual – anyway, the precursor to the KGB. was The OSS was infiltrated by the early KGB, and they're the ones who ordered the hit on Patton, as we talked about. So you're, you're right there in the analogy. See, that just makes it even more terrifying. Now you're relating it to comic books, man. That's just scary. So it's the whole premise behind The Winter Soldier. Um, 
Yeah, so... Actually, I'm pretty <laughs> sure MK Ultra was the entire premise behind the Winter Soldier. That's true. Well, it dovetailed. But, uh... <laughs> so, um, did you, did you want to go into break before we get bigger, deeper into this? Because I've got a lot on uh, Mazada. Yeah, we might as well. It'll be a few minutes early since we started a little bit late, but that's not a huge deal. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take the break and get out of the way so it gives us more time on the bottom of the hour to keep talking. Uh, this is Juxtaposition. I'm Rick Robinson. He's Ordy Packard. We will be right back. Don't you dare go away. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call one 800 516 7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1 800 516 7602 to take your call right now. Call 1 800 516 7602. That's 1 800 516 7602. Again, 1 800 516 7602. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Sesame Ginger Glaze Chicken Signature Wrap. How would you like it? I'll take a... Sports announcer at home? Yeah, how'd you... We just know. My wife picks up the new signature wrap. It's got double the rotisserie-style chicken mixed with a sesame ginger glaze. She appears annoyed at me, but she shrugs it off. Those sweet and savory flavors are calling her name. She lifts the wrap and... She takes the bite! Incredible! And now she's closing the door on my... Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Double meat based on average six-inch sub.
and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Better audio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. From Patton there at the request of our Amish friend. Um, that, all right. That so, is just the best scene. I love that. Uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I don't know. I mean. The, the intrigue about this is really crazy because if you start looking at it, like the the, story, the piece that I've been pulling a lot of my stuff uh, from right now, there's actually, I don't know how well it's going to play, um, but there's some audio, well, video and audio kind of built into this uh, that's, uh, I don't think it'll play very well. But it's just interesting that, again, most of what I'm reading basically says if not for the death of Patton, that Eisenhower probably would have never become president. Uh oh, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were gonna play a clip. That's why. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was trying, but I'm afraid it's. Not. I didn't get a chance to test out the audio, so I'm. Af- I'm afraid it's gonna not work. So I'm. Just, I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. It would be bad. Um, we can't but, have bad. We are highly skilled, trained professionals here. Well, that's what I try to tell myself, anyway. Uh, but so, I mean, that—that's the thing that I keep coming back to. Uh, is there's all of this innuendo about the fact that that Patton had made Eisenhower so angry because he not only was he by Eisenhower considered a loose cannon, but he was so vocally opposed to some of the post-war foreign policy decisions that he was actually starting to actively speak out against the government. Well, it's not just that. He was actively marshalling forces to invade the Soviet Union. He didn't want to – he thought – he knew that the Soviet Union was going to be a problem. And you know, apparently he was the only smart general among them because – but you know, he was starting to politic other generals and other military forces to advance – Towards Moscow. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm trying to figure out what he knew that either nobody else did, or I mean, again, was this because a lot of people were in Russia's pocket at that point? Was it because they had already managed to infiltrate? I mean, because you know, tying another parallel here, there's been a theory for a long time that a lot of the folks that came over that were scientists from Germany that basically became expatriates and came over here um, were ultimately, and that's been a theory for a long time, is that they were ultimately trying to infiltrate the government. So I wonder, knowing what we know now about what apparently happened to Patton, how how much of that was paranoia and how much of it was fact in in both cases? Well, and that's part of it too. As I mentioned earlier that um, Donovan had close ties to the Soviet Union – it's believed that Patton was going to expose how close and others that also had ties in the OSS and in the army who had ties to the Soviet Union. It was like an early McCarthyistic uh, commie hunt and within the army is what they – one of the theories that Patton was going to reveal. And so that's a theory of why he was assassinated. Plus Stalin just did not like him. Stalin did not like Patton at all. Uh, when Pat- Patton made no bones about how Berlin should have been ours, and he was very loud and vocal about that as well. You know, going back to the the Marvel uh, allegory that you drew a minute ago, um, Jeff actually weighed in on something that was kind of 
yeah, that I'm kind of curious to get your opinion on. Because he gave his opinion. He says the Winter Soldier killing of Howard Stark, in his opinion, was based on Patton's death. I Yes, I could totally see that. I could definitely see that. Now, if we want to talk about the actual – let's talk about the actual kill, the assassination itself and what happened there. In that according to Mazada, is that when he was tasked to go silence Patton, what he did was he arranged for the truck to be in that place at that time. And when right before the collision occurred, he shot Patton in the back of the head with a low-projectile air rifle that had a mushroom projectile that basically broke his neck right at the spine. And this, the force pushed him in the glass partition in the between the Cadillac in the Cadillac between the back seat and the driver, and that's when he fell into General Guy's lap. He was the only one injured in that accident. Nobody else had a scratch or a bruise on them. And within minutes, the scene was surrounded by MPs and police that had four aircraft circling above. It was just the response. I mean, to think about a response like that in war-torn Europe, in the middle of nowhere, near a small French German village, it's it's unthinkable that you know that many people would have been on the scene that quickly. I mean, I don't care how high the general is; he's not going to have that much of an entourage around him when he's just going pheasant hunting the day before he leaves the continent. So, and this was the um, he was picked up by the ambulance, and like I said, the driver of the truck and the three compod the three people that were with him disappeared they're flown to england the driver of the car didn't say you know there isn't much about him other than he was interrogated and released and never heard from again as well Patton was drawn driven to a hospital in heidelberg and they passed several army hospitals on the way to get there and when he arrived there they put him in a neck brace took x-rays and his vitals started to drop yeah that doesn't seem shady at all I didn't. I didn't. Not, I didn't catch the part about them driving past several army hospitals. So that, yeah, that that doesn't seem shady. <laughs> that doesn't seem shady at all. And then when he was there, <clears throat> his vitals were declining rapidly. <clears throat> then the next day, the media was there, and there was a British neurosurgeon with him who, when looking at the X-rays and the type of neck brace that they put on, said, "This is all wrong. You're killing him." And they changed the neck brace to what the neurosurgeon suggested, and immediately his vitals improved. So much so that seven days later, he gave a press conference saying that he would be returning home to Walter Reed. He was still kind of paralyzed, but he was drinking cognac with his wife, joking with the nurses, and said he was returning to Walter Reed to finish his recuperation. Four hours later, he was dead. Yeah, that... That doesn't seem suspicious at all. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Right. Now, this is where the Russians come into play, is that it is believed that they poisoned him when he was in the hospital. But there is no toxicology. There was no autopsy done. Uh, It's just, oh, he's dead. Whatever. (laughs) And move along. Yeah, I have it. Again, it's it's the it's the disappearance of the paper trail, like the the all records of the accident are gone. There's no, there was no autopsy or pathology reports. None of it. I mean, if if a general who was recuperating and actually showing signs of recovery suddenly dropped dead, you'd think they'd want to know why. Yeah, I mean, especially one that's. I mean. He's in good spirits. Like I say, he's joking with the nurses. He's drinking with his wife and giving a press conference. I mean, that's obviously not somebody. I mean, yeah. Okay. Do people suddenly drop dead from embolisms? And yeah, sure. I mean, there could have been all kinds of complications. He was still somewhat paralyzed. But no, it doesn't say what he died from either. It doesn't say that, you know, it was pulmonary distress from the paralyzation, any number of things. It just he died. And there you have it. Yeah, nothing fishy about that at all. Yeah, nothing at all. Uh, I mean, it's just the the number of anomalies, like the the missing files on the accident, no official investigation by American military officials, no autopsy on the body, the fact the Cadillac he was riding in during the accident is not the same patent car that is in the patent museum, 
the fact that he was recuperating in a hospital before suddenly taking a turn for the worse and dying as a result of what was apparently ruled as an embolism. There's just, there are so many more questions than there are answers. And I can't believe that nobody's seriously taken a look at this and said, you know, this ain't right. And especially for 50 years that nobody even thought of it. And it was one of the interviews I saw was with a guy who does an invest, who runs an investigation company out of Illinois and uh, listening to him. He sounds like he does a lot more than that too, because he actually employed uh, Douglas Bazada as, and he said, this guy was an absolute badass and he employed him into his seventies. He would be, one of the things that his company would do would be like if somebody was kidnapped and taken into another country, if a child was kidnapped and taken to another country, he would hire Zada to go and get the kid and bring him back. <laughs> and so, and this was the guy that Zada was talking to about, you know, I killed, you know, during the war, I, you know, he was kind of showing some remorse and telling some stories. And he said, hold that thought. Let me call my cousin. He's a book writer. You tell him everything. And the book, the guy who wrote the book had, Bazada gave him two file folders full of his diaries and his um, memoirs and everything else. And that's where this theory started to formulate. It's not like this guy is incredible. It's like I said earlier. You know, he was a Marine assigned to the OSS, um, multiple um, medal winner. And it's not like he was, you know, looking for his glory days at the end of his life. He was still doing that, you know. So. I mean. The more I look into this, even now, I mean, just after the research I've done today, it makes—I mean, it, it's making the private the private investigator in me go nuts. Because I'm, 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 and I think that's one of the things that's driven me the most crazy about this today. Is as I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I cannot believe that no. I mean, I'm not. Trust me, I, I want it on record now. I'm not going to be the one to do it because I don't want to die. But I'm surprised nobody's tried to look into this yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Jeff said in chat, dig him up and run toxicology tests. Now, I don't know whatever happened to Patton's body. Was he buried? Is he entombed? Was he cremated? But, you know. Well, let's see if we can find an answer to that question. Hang on. <laughs> Firing up the fire up the Google machine, Sherman. <laughs> yeah, and. It, so apparently, yeah, I'm not sure, sure if his body's actually there or not, but he is. He is apparently entombed in Luxembourg American Cemetery, uh, and I'm trying to figure out exactly where that is. Uh, the memorial located in Hammond, established on 29 December 1944, contains the re- remains of 5,076 Americans. Most of them died during the so-called Battle of the Bulge. Among these graves is the one uh, for the famous hero, American General George Patton. Um, but but so I guess it's a apparently he's buried at a cemetery in Luxembourg, Germany. Okay. So now we know. Now we would actually, yeah, you know, it's like and Al said in chat, anybody looking into it would get stonewalled every single time. And you know, probably still to this day, America loves the secret its secrets, especially the CIA, and um. Yeah, I think that they would still be stonewalled if they tried to exhume his body in any way. And not just that, but fighting two countries. <laughs> stonewalled or they would just suddenly disappear. Nobody be like, no record of them anywhere. Who? What? No, they're, they're, those people don't exist. Yeah. So, and yeah, here we are. This brings us to, was Patton assassinated? What do you think? Ah. Uh, I mean, looking at the the bits and pieces that I've been able to find today, um, the fact that after the uh, the the party who was involved in it apparently confessed, and all these so so called corroborating witnesses started coming forward, I'm leaning towards probable. Um, I mean, again, you know, there there's there's no body at this point that anybody can. I mean, even if we could exhume the body, is is there? An ability to test so many years later to find out what actually killed him? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'm leaning. I, I want to lean toward it's definitely probable. I mean, it's looking at the accident, looking at the vehicle. It looks a lot. I mean, it looks bad. But the fact that nobody else even had a scratch on him in the car, 
Yeah, it's I, you. You see every day, you know, cars completely totaled and people get out of them without a scratch on them. Now, could it have been some fluke thing that the positioning and physics sent Patton into the partition and he snapped his neck when he hit the partition and broke the glass? Sure. But you think the general guy or the driver would have had a scratch on their knee, you know, <laughs> a cut on their face. I, mean, I got hit by a drunk driver and I had severe contusions to my liver and you couldn't even tell that the truck was hit, hitting that old steering wheel. So, so you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, not to tie this into another juxtaposition topic, but I keep coming back to uh, – the fact that uh, we were doing a show not too long ago talking about alternate timelines and how sometimes things shift and we don't realize that they've shifted. I just found something else that I was not aware of today. Not only apparently did Bill O'Reilly write a book about this, apparently there was a film put out about it that actually put forward the very idea that we're talking about today. It was called Silence Patton, First Victim of the Cold War. And it was, it was a story that aimed to prove that he was silenced because his views didn't go along with the status quo. Really? I, I blame CERN. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, there's also a documentary. Uh, there's a lot of them, Nazi loot. And, but I was looking for the Warner Brothers, um, what the title of that was. Because it looks like it was made in the 50s. Brass Target. It was made in... Oh, no, I don't want to watch the goddamn trailer. I just want to see what year it was made. Hey, proof that your voice meter set up right, because I can hear that. <laughs> Great, and I can start doing shows. <laughs> There's a reason I wanted to point out in front of witnesses that your shit works. <laughs> uh, it was made in 1978. Wow. This was made in, Brass Target was made in 1978. Speculative fiction about a post-World War II plot by renegade U.S. soldiers to assassinate General George S. Patton and steal a fortune of Nazi gold. Patton has to get the gold back. And his <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. <laughs> yeah. No, it, so, yeah, I mean, apparently this topic has been around for a while, and we're just hearing about it now. Well, I mean, to Mandela. be fair, well, to be fair, we're usually buried deep into the conspiracies of today. Um, but, yeah, um, the the fact that yeah. there are so many different takes on this was one of the first things that amazed me when I first started trying to do research because um, I really only had yesterday and today to really start thumbing through because of the holidays and I was like, there's so much here. Um, this may actually be something that at some point we may do a follow-up show just so we can finish tying up the rest of the pieces just because there is so much here um, that I haven't had time to dig into yet. This is one of those things that I have to focus on, and you know, I focus on the Douglas Pizzotta story. But yeah, there was a lot of other angles we could have gotten into too. Well, and right now, like like I said, the whole idea for this show is we bring up a topic, we talk about it, we kind of make a primer episode on it. Then that gives us time to dig into it for future shows and start and start actually planning out different angles of attack because there are there are so many different variations of this story and so many weird little idiosyncrasies that I think at some point it would become fun to come back and revisit, but um, we only have like nine minutes left, so we don't have time. <laughs> so what are you watching now, Rick? Uh, what am I watching now? I actually just finished watching Lost in Space Season 2, and I just finished watching the first season of The Witcher, and I have to tell you, the showrunners at Netflix are pissing me off. Why is that? Because! It's like... They've done this now with both seasons of Lost in Space. Lost in Space, the first season just kind of just it, it's like it slams into a brick wall. Uh, the story's not done yet, but the season's over, and then it and then the new season it jumps to a completely different point, and then again by the end of it, you're half into the story arc and slams into a wall, and the season's over, and they just did the same damn thing with The Witcher. I'm like, dude. When you write a season of a show, it's supposed to have an arc. A beginning, a middle, and an end. Not a beginning, a middle, brick wall, see you next season. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, that, that pissed me off with the first season of Lost in Space. Hang on real quick. Al, interesting story about MacArthur. There is a theory out there that the reason the Chinese government went communist was because Mao Zedong used to play poker with a general that was underneath MacArthur, and this general always lost to Mao. 
when Mao went to the Americans asking for weapons, because this guy always lost to Mao, he recommended to uh, MacArthur no. Apparently, Mao came to us first before Stalin from his revolution. I don't know. Like I said, that's just a that's a war rumor. But you were talking about MacArthur and Chad. I wanted to bring that up. That's something we can cover on a future juxtaposition too. That I hadn't heard. So that's interesting. That's a fun. Yeah. Wow, I, it's just it's it's just funny the different stories that you find out about when you start digging into little things. It's like you pull on one thread and suddenly there's like fourteen different stories that you didn't know about. That's the amazing thing about the internet. Ninety percent of it is bullshit. Ten percent of it is angry social media, and one tenth of one percent is inter- is fun stories. So what you're saying is there's a hundred and one tenth of one percent of stuff on the internet. Yes. Okay, because I was going to say, yeah, your, your, your maths don't add up, but that's okay. I'm at, yeah, I, I, I wanted to say nine and nine, t- but anyway. Yes, <laughs> yes, there's over 100% of shit on the internet. The deep web, the Mariana web. So, spe- <laughs> so speaking of, we usually try not to take shows, uh, we don't try to take this show very political, but I thought this was funny. Um, President Trump is in deep shit today because apparently he retweeted a tweet with a hashtag from um, what is that that group called the 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 it's the it's the the conspiracy theory group I can't think of their name all of a sudden ah, crap <laughs> it, I, I lost it uh, QAnon QAnon that was it yeah, it was just. Like, there's media people having a meltdown all day today because he retweeted something with one of their hashtags in it. Apparently, it's their <laughs> shorthand version for where one goes, we all go, or some crap like that. Um, and they're like, oh my god, he's retweeting QAnon. And I'm like, uh, are we sure he even knows what that hashtag means? Because I didn't. That was WWG. Okay, I didn't know. I just thought that was, you know, what what would Guy Fieri do? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it stands... For where where one goes, we all go, or some crap. And apparently, yeah. it's a QAnon hashtag. And I'm like, well, I didn't know what that was until you told me. So how do we know he knows? Yeah, hey, you know, it's yes. Also, uh, bringing us back to, I am currently i I wanted to get into the fourth season of The Expanse, and then when I was looking at the uh, episode list, I realized that I missed the last four episodes of the third season that I thought I had watched. So I am catching up on that and then starting the fourth season of The Expanse, which is fantastic if you have not watched it. I'm really, really happy to find out that my youngest apparently at some point invested in Prime. So I'm about to steal his password and go hook my fire stick back up so I can actually watch the fourth season. There you go. (laughs) I figure what the hell. He's, he's working, making almost as much money as I do per hour and still living rent-free in my house. He can give me his damn password for Prime for well, a while. Well, and you know, that's the thing, too, is that there actually is a family option for Prime. Yeah, that's at no extra. So, yeah. I forgot about that. I, I miss having Amazon as a sponsor because once upon a time I had Prime and they didn't make me pay for it. And, <laughs> and then they killed that program and I'm like, you bastard. You know, right. Money you saved me at Christmas time alone, you bastards. All the shippings. <laughs> oh. All right, my friend. Well, believe it or not, we have about three minutes left. Wow. God, this show just goes so fast. Yeah, it really does. I don't know. I I want to thank you because I really felt like I was struggling at the beginning, only because, again, after taking the holidays off and starting to work on a shortened schedule, I really feel like I'm trying to find my legs again, and I'm not quite sure I'm there yet. So thank you very much, um, and I uh, want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen. want to, again, thank everybody with KLR and Radio, since this is the last show I will be on uh, for the new year, uh, most likely. Well, I guess not, because I'll probably still do at least one or next week um hopefully <laughs> but anyway so this is the last juxtaposition for the new until uh, the new year let's put it that way um want to thank everybody for taking the time to make this show one of the most popular ones on klr radio right now um considering uh, this is something that i always wanted to do and then th- uh kind of thought political radio was a better starting point for me because i was really pissed off because Barack Obama's policies killed my business that I had ran for nearly 17 years, and I had to go get a job as a call center monkey. 
thanks Obama. Um, but this was always the one that I really wanted to do, and the fact that it's been embraced so well, and the fact that I have an awesome co-host to do it with, who wasn't when I first approached him with this, he was like, um, that format's never worked with a co-host. I'm like, dude, I own it. We can do whatever the hell we want. If they don't like it, we scrap it. It's like, okay, right. cool. <laughs> well, Frank, no, thank you, Rick. I love doing the show. Like, like you said, I was hesitant to do it at first. I said, I'll be a great fill-in guest. And then after we did the uh, Mandela Effect show, I was like, oh, yeah, we can do this. This one's great. And I wanted to let everyone know, thanks again for joining us through you know, the year and making this one of the more popular shows on KRN. And also, I'm finally getting to getting that website put together. So it's not soon, not long after the start of the new year, we will have a whole new website with a whole bunch of features and hopefully a dedicated chat too. So we won't have to jump around show to show. Yeah, that, that will be nice. Um, I have to admit, now that we have people paying attention, I kind of feel bad when they have to jump from link to link and then we lose like half of them because they're like, screw you guys, I'll be back and listen to podcasts later. I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so And know. Jeff can confirm he, he, he's in on it too. And so is Cranky and Lou. So, so hopefully by the – not long after the start of the new year, you'll see our new logo, our new website, and um, all good things, man. All well, good things coming in 2020, plus the left's meltdown. Again, not being political, but you, you know it's going to be – we are going to fill the Dead Sea with more salt. So many tears. So many tears. So many tears. Also, we have a pretty good group confirmed for CPAC so far as soon as registration opens up. So that should be pretty lit because uh, there's like five or six of us at least that are going to be there. I still, we still need to figure out a way to get nice. your ass there. <laughs> like Jeff said in chat, we'll have our website put together before Cloud Hub gets a desktop app. Come on, Cloud Hub, we need you. I don't know. At this point, you've been promising the website was going to be built for about as long as Cloud Hub's been promising a desktop app. Right. So if I deliver first, I win. <laughs> well, at least now you have incentive. Right. You, know, you don't want to come in last the cloud hub, bro. You don't want to do that. No, then I can mock Jeff Bain on Twitter, too. Hey, I got our website put together before you did. <laughs> yeah, well, to be tr- to be honest, I think one of the reasons they move so slow is they actually want to make sure their stuff works before they launch. The one thing I don't like is my, my cloud hub app just updated not too long ago, and the font is so much smaller now than it was before. I need to see if I can find a setting for that. I'm old. Uh, I need, I need older. bigger font. <laughs> bigger font. Yep, yep. All right, folks, that's it. Right. We're, we're out of time. Again, thank everybody. Um, hope everybody had a great Christmas. Hope everybody that only tunes in for this show has an awesome new year. I will be back with you probably at least for uh, Tuesday night next week. I doubt I'm doing anything Wednesday night. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. Tuesday night is actually New Year's Eve. So I will probably actually be drug out somewhere public. So I guess maybe I won't be doing a show till after the beginning of the year. <laughs> I will be doing I will be doing uh, Cyber Wars on Monday with Jeff and Lou, and, and next Thursday I have got Culture Shift with Brad on New Year's Day. Is that New Year's Day or is that the second? That doesn't yeah, matter. No, that's the second. Anyway, that's the second. All right, the day after the hangover. Happy New Year, everybody! Thank you for joining us. I don't know if you're doing it right. That's hangover day two, not day after hangover. Hang, hangover Eve. <laughs> All right, folks, we're out. Take care. Investigate UFOs. What was that about UFOs? Trump needs to investigate UFOs. He needs to pick up the pace where Clinton dropped the ball. Well, I mean, he did just officially launch Space Force. They even got funding now. I thought it was funny that... Um, uh, Musk is all like, yeah, Space Force is awesome. They're the precursor to Starfleet. We need Starfleet. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Where else? <laughs>small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers, people who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. 
Call 800-526-85. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.